You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's time for the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm Davey Cohen. After 15 minutes of screwing around with my new setup because everything was not working right. Yep. It seems to be it's working again. Yeah. Um, I went back to uh, an XLE cable from 2005. And the brand new one doesn't okay. seem to be working. Yeah, because cables, are, they just get better with age. Just like wine. But here's the thing, though. I didn't just replace that cable. I completely no. cut out my gain box, my Tune yep. MP. Because you found a setting on the back of your microphone that actually fixed the gain. Yeah, that seems to be the case. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure I give the, up. I whatever's, bo- whatever's boosting the gain in that um, multi-hundred dollar microphone is probably a, quite a bit better than your cheap boost box. Yeah, well... Hey, so if, uh, just uh, as a coincidence, I'll have a 2MP3 for sale, if anybody's looking for one. <laughs> yeah, this could be Tim's surplus uh, hardware segment at the beginning of every show. So I blame Guy Searle. Oh, okay. I blame Guy Searle I, for I got everything, a, I, really. I got, I got a little bit of Guy Searleitis when I started to try to update a whole bunch of crap, and this is what happens, Guy. Uh <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was I was having guys saw flashbacks with you fiddling with the equipment when we meant to record the show. Is that a euphemism or you mean this <laughs> equipment, the mic? Uh, I, you can take that any way you like. I've spent nights with in hotels with you. Well, one night. <laughs> well, you spent one one night in a hotel with me as well. So one night. I thought <laughs> it's never just again. one. Yeah. After one night with me, that's all you need. Yeah. So I haven't been shaving this. It seems no, to got this, this length, and it's not going anymore right now. Well, I mean, you kind of see it. The, the you know beard what? Thing you going think on. that? I, I, I know from doing the whole beard thing for a while. You think that? You think, oh, okay, it's got so long, and it's not really growing anymore. And then you wake up one morning, and you look like um, the Bigfoot from Harry and the Hendersons. Well, did, it did, just all of a sudden it goes. Did you see the uh, face app thing I posted on I Facebook? Did, yeah, yeah. I, it. I look like a the basis from Metallica or something. <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Um, so let's get into some geeky stuff, not you know house cleaning. Now that we're yep. two and a half minutes into the show, um, there hasn't been, in my opinion, anyways, a whole lot of geek, cool geeky stuff going on. Um, but there's been a few, like Marvel debuted this. Um, I don't know, this fan thing about returning to theaters, they're all excited, which was cool. It and was basically like a it was like a like a phase four tease, wasn't it? Yeah, kinda. I mean they, they showed some old footage and then some new stuff. And that was the first time we saw the Eternals footage, anything from the Eternals. And it's the one that I was like, meh. Because the Eternals, quite honestly, the comic book's always been kinda shitty. I don't care who writes it, it's just boring, the characters are boring. Um, and I like Angeline Jolie, Yeah, but the problem with her is, um, she quite often overacts mm-hmm. and I just couldn't see her in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I know, but you could say that about plenty of people who've been, uh, selected for the Marvel universe and have then done a good job. I, I think the part of the part of Angelina Jolie's problem is she looks like Angelina Jolie. She's very distinctive, yeah. And uh, you have to be her performance has to move you past that. Um, and in a lot of the stuff she's done, the you know particularly some of the bigger budget stuff, uh, it almost comes across like she's phoning in. She's just turning up and saying the lines, and she's not really. She's just being Angelina Jolie rather than the character. So it'd be interesting to see how she does this. I, I'm kind of interested in the Eternals, first of all, because it has a lot of British actors in, so I'm kind of pleased about that. That's always good to see. Um, oh, that's and, right, you're uh, British, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's why the accent's different. Um, the, uh, the I guess the, the issue with the Eternals is that um, I'm not surprised the, com- the comics have been a little bit sucky because as a concept, it's a bit weak. It's like, all right, yeah. here's these uh, immortal people 
who have powers and they just kind of do stuff and nobody knows about them. And um, despite the fact they they live on the earth and have been protecting it forever, none of the other heroes have ever kind of bumped into them. Yeah. Uh, and then and then of course they they have a a fairly generic power set as well because they all have the same powers with slight variations. Yeah. Um, I I read something on a different website than Screen Rant the other day that suggested that maybe they're going to go with a story based on one of the comic book runs where the guys, the the Eternals have no idea who they are. They've had their minds wiped and then they slowly rediscover. Now, maybe that might be, uh, I read that and I mean, I thought, Oh yeah, but that, that's kind of an old, you know, that's been done before. I mean, yeah. Jason Bourne is, is kind of that, you know, that's, um, that's kind of Jason Bourne's whole thing right there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's why the first so, movie was so good. And the second two were just like, yeah. 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 He can but, fight um, well and who cares? You know, we've spent hours on this show raving about how great Marvel pulls all this sort of stuff off. So I guess we've really got to give them a bit of credit to do that with this. Well, I say that I I said that this was the one that I was the least looking forward to, but then I saw that. I mean, it's what maybe fifteen seconds of footage they show. I mean, it's just almost nothing, but it looked really good. I was like, oh, okay, now I am actually interested in this again. Yeah. Which I, I, in some respects kind of shows that Marvel really does get, it's the characters, it's the story. It's, yeah. you know, it's not just a bunch of flash on the screen. Well, uh, for the first, for the first two acts of the movies, the final act of the movie is always a lot of flash on the well, screen. Well, but that's what people are going for, but that's not yeah. all it is. Unlike yeah. cough, Justice League cough. Uh, either yeah. Snyder cut or Wheaton cut, who cares? It's an awful movie either way. Um, did we we talked about the the Snyder cut? Yeah. Well, we talked about it a little bit. I've not seen it yet because it's four hours, and I need to commit. That's some a long time. time. I'm waiting for my my son is is completing his final year exams before he goes to college um, next week. I say exams; they're not really exams because we've, because of COVID, we've abandoned all the exams this year. But he's being, he's having all these assessments, and it's, it's kind of like his final few weeks of, of, um, of high school before he goes to college. So once he's got that out of the way, um, and uh, he's got a little bit more time available, then then he and I are planning to sit down and do um, Snarty Cut over a couple of nights. It's a long movie. It's, in my yeah, opinion, um, maybe slightly better than the original, but. No. Man, if you can make a movie that was a little over two hours long slightly better with a four-hour one, it's probably a <laughs> shitty movie to begin with. I mean, yeah. it's, I you know, it looks better. Who gives a shit? I, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't care. Well, yeah, it, the problem with it wasn't the look, was it? I mean, you know. Well, Josh, you we- argue- Josh Wheaton's version was all over the map. It Some of it just... The characters are acting one way, and then they acted a different way. It's just like, yeah, okay. And you kind of gave that an excuse of, well, he came in to fix it because of a family tragedy with Schneider. Yeah. But putting all that aside, I think it was garbage to begin with. Well, um, you know, yeah, it, it it is what it is. Look, the problem was that, you know the ardent Snyder fans were calling for this. They've now got it. Uh, the world has moved on. Uh, no, no, they haven't. Really In fact, Schneider hasn't moved on. He keeps posting <laughs> crap about it. He posted. Um, Zach, uh, Zach Schneider says WB tortured him during the Justice League cut experience on Screen Rant. I found this on a, uh, I don't know, something on Facebook. And yeah. I posted the 20th Century Fox logo that says, instead of 20th Century Fox, it says, who cares? And it moves her. <laughs> and that got more likes than the post itself uh, did. Yeah, I... It's like, I you know what? This, yeah. Just yeah, stop. The, the, the guy needs to be quiet, really. Well, think, he wants I mean, to continue he, making movies in this universe, the Schneiderverse. Nobody wants to... I know some people do. The rest of us don't. It's It's shit. It's just not shit. only that, not only that, but um, Warner Brothers. All right, COVID was a, was a factor in this, but Warner Brothers paid seventy million dollars to allow him to recut his original movie into a four hour movie and then release it on streaming. Yeah, I I'm sorry if 
they're prepared to take that sort of chance on him. I, I, it seems to me like that they probably earned the right to give him a few notes. It's their <laughs> money. It's I mean? their characters. They can do yeah, whatever they is, want yeah. with it. I, um, it. The problem, and, it, and this, it, this goes right back to Schneider. And this was my problem. Man of Steel was an okay movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I didn't agree with all the choices he made, but it was pretty good. You know, the whole Superman killing someone at the end, I was not down with that. Um, Paul Kent basically saying, you know, never let anybody see you've got these powers. Yeah. And, and so freaking paranoid that he lets himself die because stupid. I mean, it made no sense. Yeah. Um, that being said, Snyder's all about the iconic imagery. He is not about character development. No. And you can look at that in almost any of his movies. And I'm sure this oh, yeah. uh, a big, zombie a thing he's Jesus. got coming. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big, big Jesus moment in Man of Steel where yeah. he puts his arm out as he falls away from the spacecraft. And it's just like, yeah, it's a little bit on the nose. A little bit. Um, yeah. Well, you say that with Spider Man, too. There was that whole. Uh, holding the thing back and no yeah but it wasn't as i said they've done it, it twice on the nose. yeah I, that was way on the nose i agree but that being said schneider should have nothing to do with it but i also have to say that wb really doesn't understand its own characters shocker i know um <laughs> they wanted to try to catch up with marvel because they saw the success marvel was having and i can't say i blame them but they rushed it and people have said, well, I watched this really good video and I, it, it, this guy was right on the nose. The problem with any excuse that Warner Brothers has is they already had the blueprint how to do this. And it wasn't from Marvel. It was from DC. In yeah. 1999 or 1989, they started something called Batman the Animated Series. Mm -hmm. And it ran for a number of years, which led into a Superman show. And they had a crossover, and then they got together in their own show, and they were slowly introducing these other heroes and villains. And that transition, same universe, same voice actor, same everybody, that translated over to Justice League. That ran for a season. It was just excellent. Each episode yeah. was focusing on different characters and villains, but there was still an overreaching goal. And then went to Justice League uh, um, Unlimited which was really good, and then it ended. They showed over, I'm going to say, probably 12, 13-year run how to create a, a big universe with all of these characters, how they interact. There, uh, it even continued into Batman Beyond, where yeah. Batman finally gets to the point where it's really indicative of who he is as a character. He's old, the suit itself is more powerful. That's why he could continue. But even that's not going to rescue him long-term, if you will. And he grabs this guy's gun and he points it at this criminal. And the criminal freezes like, oh, crap, I'm about to get shot. And his arm is shaking because he, he realizes I, I'm, I'm about to do the thing that I said I'd never do. It goes against all mm -hmm. his core principles. And it was brilliant. And that leads him to finding a new Batman. And... That is 100% that character. Even in the face of he might die because he can't do it anymore, he can't pull himself to pull that trigger. He can't make himself pull that trigger. That was the perfect blueprint. And those guys all still work for Warner Brothers. They're still making animated shows. Why didn't you just get let those guys have the live action can, stuff? Like, do you know I, what you did I there? Just, do that here. Can I just channel the voice of uh, Warner Brothers movie studio executive in response to your um, thesis there. Mm -hmm. That's just cartoons. That's just for kids. We don't care about that. I don't, I, well, sorry. they do care about I, it because I, it made them a lot of money and they and it, yeah. it's been no. well received. No. They didn't, do care it about didn't, it. It didn't, make, it didn't make them the billion dollars they were expecting to get out of um, Superman and Batman movies. Right, but the moment the that they saw that there was yeah. an issue and that fans weren't buying it after the first Man of Steel movie, you don't give that guy more money, rush things, and go, okay, now we have to have Superman v. Batman. You never established Batman in this universe. You've never, never... You, Superman was in the last quarter of the Superman movie. It's too soon for that. A yeah. Superman versus Batman, 
I saw one guy says they don't have to establish characters in, in DC the way Marvel did because they're household names. Really? You don't have to establish characters. Just, it's, they're just a name, just a generic character. Well, I say, look, I say that's, that's the folly of what WBC or w, WB yeah. has done and Zack Schneider. He didn't the establish these people that, at all. Yeah. The difficulty with that argument is that, first of all, you do, because everyone has a different take on Batman. So you have to establish your Batman. And secondly, you can't make that argument. You don't need to establish Batman when you just spent a whole movie reestablishing Superman, Superman with different right. traits. Yeah. And and the problem was and and this was uh this was another flaw with with Batman versus Superman is they established Superman and like you say he he really only shows up properly in the final act of that movie and it's an action as I criticized before it was a big action piece. So, you know, by the time he's actually really Superman there's not a lot of um, who is who is this Superman apart from the the being forced to kill the guy and all of that? But you really needed another movie to establish him in his world. As how does this Superman then now fit into his world? Instead, they threw that straight into the beginning of Batman versus Superman, and and also with this with the studio cuts they made to that as well. The um, the beginning of Batman versus Superman didn't even make any sense because they cut half of that plot out. That whole business with them going and saying Lois in the desert, yeah, that the kind of was the setup for the whole movie didn't make any sense because they cut too much of it away. And um, yeah, it, the it whole was just thing a wreck. was a mess. Uh, yeah, it was a wreck. It was a wreck. And and the problem is is. Um, you know, my opinion, just like just like I think yours is, is that when you're starting with Snyder stuff, you're on a shaky foundation as it is. Yeah. yeah. And then when you get when you do get studio involvement and edits and cuts and uh changes, uh and and then all of that, then you know, I mean this look, look, frankly, if if keep Warner talking Brothers the cat's knew, getting into something, I need to check this real quick. Okay. If Warner Brothers really knew what they were doing, then when Snyder had to leave his property because of his personal issues, yeah. Rather than bringing somebody else in to redo the entire movie, they would have, they should have halted production for six months, eight months, something like that, and then bring him back and let him finish it. If the studio really had faith in him, that's what they would have done. The fact that they didn't have faith in him is is what led to um, Justice League being what what it became. Um, and uh, you know, by the same token, the look, he got an opportunity to redo the movie. He didn't redo it well. <laughs> you know, if you take a two-hour movie and turn it into a four-hour movie, um, that's not that's not a great look, really. Um, he got the chance to do it. He got the seventy million dollar budget to do all the reshoots and everything like that. He turned out something that that is apparently his vision. He should let it stand on that rather than the problem is if when you when you're saying oh well they you know they were still giving me notes and they don't like me and all this sort of thing. It still sounds like more excuses for the fact that this. Um, property hasn't had the rapturous reception that you thought it would when you had a chance to fix it. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it sounds at the moment like Snyder's still on an apology tour. Uh, and um, <sighs> the, the reality is, is, that, is that, you know, his track record is just not good enough to justify giving him more movies in this universe. Um, but- quite apart from the, the problems with with what Warner Brothers' vision is of, of how they should be doing this, which is just literally all over the map. They are just throwing money at things and seeing what sticks at this point. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. What would you think about Disney stepping in and buying Warner Brothers and combining, well, <laughs> redoing the whole Justice League, all of that, wipe it clean, and then make it part of the Marvel Universe? I, I don't know. I mean, at, at, one, at some point... If Disney owns enough um, properties, is is somebody going to turn around and say this is they become so homogenized? That, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, if you own too many superheroes, does that make does that become have you got a superhero monopoly at that point? I don't know. I think, Look, uh, I think the, the thing is, I, I I think something we need to think about is okay. So Marvel, uh, Warner Brothers, is going to continue doing its things. It's going to continue to try and find a formula that works for them. I think that's part of the problem is they're looking for a formula. Um, and I don't think it's a formula. I think it's an attitude. I don't think it's they an are. Approach. I, I think, I don't think there's no over. I think that's, I, I don't think I, there's I, a I, person there that's in charge. That's trying to find anything. I think 
there's different little factions at Warner Brothers. You're tasked with this. You're tasked with that. You're tasked with this. And there's no vision. Um, I think that's the Kathleen Kennedy type of problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, John Favreau comes in and writes the Star Wars ch- ship in two seasons in The Mandalorian. Completely saves mm-hmm. it. Now everyone's super excited again instead of complaining about everything. Um, Marvel did it right from the very beginning. Yeah. Small course corrections, but there was a vision and there was someone in charge, Kevin Feige. No question that what you're seeing from Marvel is the, is the idea of that. There's one person at the head of the table. There isn't showrunners. This, this was a big story over the last week. There isn't story or uh, showrunners on a Marvel TV series like there is a, you know, the WB yeah. um, Arrowverse stuff and, yeah, you know, the Josh Wheaton being the showrunner for Firefly and that sort of thing. There isn't that at Marvel because it's driven by Kevin Feige and he puts different directors in. They storyboard things out. They write the scripts. He has ultimate say. And that's why it's so good, because it's mm-hmm. someone who's very competent, trusts the source material. That's the biggest problem with all of Zack Schneider's universe stuff. He doesn't give a crap about the source material and who, why these characters are important. He doesn't care. Yeah, and that well, yeah. I mean, Man of Steel kind of illustrates that. It's yeah. like I'm going to take the source material and then I'm going to change it to what I think it should. Well, be. they did it with Batman too, um, and I don't just mean yeah. the Schneider stuff. I mean Tim Burton was probably the closest at that time of what Batman was at that time. And then they bastardized it and they just made it awful. And then Chris Nolan comes in and he takes parts of what he likes about Batman, but kind of creates his own thing. The first Batman movie that he did, um, what was it? The dark Knight? Batman begins. Batman begins. Batman begins was okay. You know, it was okay. It wasn't great. I don't think you don't get Batman until the end. And then it's kind of hokey. Um, mm-hmm. The dark Knight, right? The dark Knight was excellent, but if it didn't have Heath Ledger's Joker, I don't think it would have been a very good movie because the most boring parts mm-hmm. of that is Bruce Wayne walking around. Yeah. And then the last yeah. movie was awful. It was just yeah. awful. You know, and I think that's, again, they didn't respect who the, the character of the Batman is. They focused more on Bruce Wayne than anything else. If you go really go back and watch this movie, it's about Bruce Wayne. It's not about Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they went the opposite direction with the Snyder stuff. They just took the name Batman. There's no Bruce Wayne, really, in those movies. There really isn't. Yeah. It's sad because I think that they do have the most iconic, well, up until a decade ago, the most iconic superheroes, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I don't think for people my son's age, 13-year-old, I don't think Batman and Superman are the big guys. I think Iron Man is a bigger character. Yeah. I think Groot is a bigger character, you know? Um, well, for us, so, so nobody will ever beat Palpatine as the ultimate bad guy, except now my son and your son has Thanos, which quite honestly yeah. is a way better bad guy than the emperor yeah. ever was. And, and so here's the question. Uh, and this is something that I've been musing on. Like, does it matter? Does it matter that, that Warner brothers is going to continue to do its thing with DC, no. throw stuff at the wall? Doesn't um, matter at all, and I kind of have the odd hit and have it. Does, it actually, at the end of the world, at the end of the day, the world doesn't care. Uh, and and as geeks, we shouldn't really care because the the embarrassment of riches we have in other parts of the kind of geek yeah. culture at the moment means that we should not get to, as steamed up about it as we do. But we do. Um, well, it's because we I've, care. I've either. always thought that I've always thought that one of the problems with Superman. I I always thought it with the comics as well is that Superman's a really difficult character because he's, he's so powerful. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you how do you introduce elements of danger and um and threat and and real challenge to Superman when he's so overly powerful? 
Um, and it's always going to be a problem with that character. Batman, you've got to walk this fine line between, you know, is he is he a real hero or an anti-hero? Um, and then there's all the psychological stuff that gets thrown in. And I think the problem with Batman uh, on the screen now is that he's just been, he needs a rest. He's been overdone. He's been overdone for the last 20 years. Yeah, ever since the 89 Tim Burton Batman, it's there's been too much Batman. And there's not, you know, they, I think they need to step away from it uh, and get some perspective before they come back to that character. Um, you know, Wonder Woman, great start, and then they cocked it up in the second movie. I really don't understand what went wrong there because it looked like the people behind um, Wonder well, Woman... Well, I could tell you what went what wrong. ...what they were doing, the... and then it just went off the rails. Yeah, I and could they, tell you what you know, happened was... There were some was... real stupid own goals in that one. Yeah. the <clears throat> What happened with Wonder Woman, why it went off the rails is... The first Wonder Woman was just the first Captain America movie. They aped so much. Hmm. And then after that, they had nothing. What are they going to copy yeah. of Marvel now? They didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And so they had a cockamamie uh, story idea. I think the whole point of Wonder Woman is, let's set it in the 80s now. That that was the big idea for Wonder Woman. In fact, they yeah. put it right in the title, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, When that's not what... The the bad guy was just pathetic. It well, just yeah. was, and it has so many plot holes. But you said, uh, you know, Superman's hard to do because he's too powerful. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think that with a character like Superman, and they've done this in the comics in the past, um, and I think this is what they should be doing with Superman, and that's. Stop pretending that you have to have a villain that he has to battle because they keep putting him against land barons and crap like that. It makes no sense. It's stupid. You got to give him real problems that he's trying to solve. Do you see that? A yeah, moth is in here. That's probably what the cat it's was freaking out about. It's, it's, um, it's, you you it's have to give him real world problems. And by that, I mean... Um, it's Moth Mothra. I think I'm losing you. Yeah, I lost David. Nope, I'm nope, still there here. He is. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of crapping out there for a minute. I think your internet's going bad. Okay, it must be the moth. It's the moth. Um, with yeah. with Superman, he has to have um a challenge that doesn't make it any easier because he's a superhero. And by that, yeah. I mean it could be uh, an environmental issue that he's trying to save. It could be that mm-hmm. um, there's a government coup somewhere, and that's the focus of the movie, that even though he can go in and destroy the tanks and stuff, he can't change people's minds. Um, yeah. He can't stop people that he cares about from getting hurt by other people, no matter how fast he can fly or how much strength he can muster. Um, yeah. You have to make it more about that to make it, and then he has to science his way out of stuff. You know, yeah, they've done they, that in the comic books, get, and they're really good stories. Yeah, but then you don't get your big, big third act action piece, which is unfortunately, and and this is Marvel's fault, to be honest. It's uh, the problem well, is is that it's been is like this forever. They, you can yeah, blame but, Star but, Wars for that. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I think, I think when you hear criticism of Marvel movies from you know people who kind of put down on them um this is part of they they say that well they are too formulaic um they they've got to have a big final act with a big uh cg set battle which are soulless and all of this there's not enough performance in them and you know some of those criticisms i think for some of the marvel movies are valid but the problem is is that you know you're talking about warner brothers who are trying it's to it's been that marvel. way with the tv series too so far they're yeah. doing the same thing yeah Absolutely. You know, they set up WandaVision um, with this great psychological thing going on, and at the end it comes down to a big fight. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's always going to be a, a Marvel issue, because they've got to balance up what some people want versus what other people want. And some people love the spectacle. Well, I think uh, it's not just some people. I think about... it's most people, because yeah. facts don't lie. You, you look yeah. at the reviews for almost all Marvel movies that are positive. They make billions of dollars yeah (laughs) it's you know but star wars does the same thing and no one complains about that 
Oh, they're just mm, well, at the end. There's this big battle at the end. Oh, uh, well, I know, they, but but you say that, but actually, a lot of a lot of us who like Star Wars, and one of the reasons we're less happy about the last last three movies is because they were all spectacle and no story. I mean, that you know that that was that was really part of the problem, particularly with the third movie, was that um, and you can now see because it was made by the same people who did um, who did uh, a the force awakens you can see the same which we criticized fairly even though we enjoyed it we criticized it fairly harshly at the beginning anyway but you can see the same things it was like let's come up with the concepts by committee let's stick them on the storyboard uh and then we'll get some hack to come in and try and string it together into a story um and the only reason it worked for the force awakens was because they were so closely mirroring the original the original stories of of a new hope that that they kind of pulled it off but you see what happens when you haven't got that with the final movie it was just awful just awful Um, no question yeah just absolutely awful and and you're right absolutely right it took um, the Mandalorian to write that ship, and if it hadn't done that, I think Star Wars would have been finished. I think, really, uh, mm. you know. And I've been well, maybe not, but yeah, that's probably an over overstatement. But it certainly wouldn't have been in a good place. You wouldn't I've have been, been as um, excited about it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I tell you what does excite me. I've seen some YouTube videos of what they're doing in the theme parks with Star Wars. Now that is really cool. Yeah, that and is now that amazing. we're uh, an end of COVID is actually in sight. Yeah, um, in person stuff is going to start picking up soon. You know, that's something yeah. to be excited about. Um, yeah. No, so I watched this. I watched this video about the um, the experience when you go and build a lightsaber, which I don't costs wanna, a fortune. I, I've seen that, but I don't want to watch yeah. it because I, in my mind, I'm going to eventually do that, and I don't want it spoiled at yeah. all. Yeah. But let me tell you, it's really, really well done. And what what is so cool about it is that um, you know they they've taken the whole customization of the lightsaber to the nth level. You can apparently you can even buy different color crystals, and it will change the color it. of your lightsaber and all that. It's um, it's a mate. It costs a fortune. It's amazing stuff. They you know, are it really it really is. Uh, Disney is advertising that there's a new lightsaber coming. Um that you're not going to be able to sword fight with, but yeah. it actually behaves like a lightsaber as far yeah. as it's not plastic or metal. You push a button and the blade literally lights up yeah. and comes but out it, of the it, hilt. It, it's literally a, 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 an empty hilt until you press the button and it lights up and the blade comes out. But yes, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's using not a, yeah. LEDs and, and a retractable thing that's kind of like a tape measure. Exactly. Yeah. But now it, 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 it it's, not, really it's not clear cool. whether you'd be able to buy one or whether this because this is it's this a, is going to be shown off in this new. Well, it's going to be yeah. It's going to be this new. You're going to be able experience. to buy one. There's no way something that cool. <laughs> Disney isn't going to let people buy. I mean, and let's be honest. I've never cared about the the plasticky lightsabers. I don't or just the hilts. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's the hilt. Yeah. I thought they were cool. And I could see why people would want them and display them and stuff, but. It's not a lightsaber. I wanted to push the button and see the blade come out. If yeah. I could buy that, even if it was four hundred bucks, I think I would buy one. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but then the yeah. question is: Do you buy a Vader one or a Luke one? I think I. I think I'd have to go with Luke. Well, again, I'd imagine you'll be able to change it. That's what uh, the customization aspect is all about now, because then they can sell you a, a forty dollar doodad that changes the color for changes it from a Vader one to a, a Luke one. Well, at least the blade. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's if, what the, it's if all they about. can nail it with sound effects, I'm freaking. Oh, I'm sure there, they dude. will. They have to. I'm sure. You yeah, have they have to. to. But but they will. Yeah, but but this is all part. This, apparently, did this you see the video new, that they showed? I did. It was it's the girl something sitting there else. and she pushes the button, the blade I'm like, Oh But this this environment Damn this it, building they got me they're again. building is this crazy thing that's like a hotel where I've it, seen it's it. set I've on seen a, the video. I know which on one a, you're talking a, about. On a cruise a space cruise ship and you have a two day living in Star Wars experience on this thing and it's like three thousand dollars a night. Yeah. It's just insane. It's crazy. <laughs> um yeah. some of the other things that I've watched lately, um I'm holding off watching the last episode, but I don't know if you've watched Invincible. 
at all. Uh, Alexander Amazon. keeps keeps saying he's watched it and he says, "Oh, we've got to watch it together." And again, I've been holding off until he's finished his his, yeah. his, uh, his exams. So, Invincible yeah. is um, is a property owned by Robert Kirkman, and mm-hmm. I read the original comic books when they first came out. I've got the entire yeah. series. Uh, and I Kirkman just is the one who wrote The Walking the Dead. The Walking yes. Dead. Yeah, he was doing yeah. these things con- concurrently. The Walking Dead got big simply because uh, the TV show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Invincible was too difficult. They couldn't do it on television. But they finally did. It's animation, um, but it's really well done. They are not quite the same as the comic books. Um, they're taking the basic story ideas, but they're changing things up because, you know, pacing in television is different than comics. Yeah. It's really well done. Oh, well, mm-hmm. we lost David completely there. And he completely dropped off. So we need to uh, re-invite him back in. Let's see if he uh, comes in. And on the air, I have turned red. Oh, there he goes. That's weird. Yeah, we'll bring David back in. Yeah, there he is. Hey, David. Yeah, you've. this is exactly the same. At 35 minutes and 10 seconds is when it does that. Yeah, so that's weird. Um, well, I don't think it's weird at all. I think there's a either a limitation or a um and you're frozen a service now. you need to buy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I have to see about the pro thing and see if that fixes it. No. Um so Invincible yes. is definitely Invincible. worth watching. I really mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. I've got the last episode, I know what happens, and I'm just kind of waiting because after the second episode it kind of inspired me and I went back and I'm reading the entire series again. And Mm -hmm. the problem is they're so, even the art style is just like the comic that I couldn't watch the show and read the books because they're different. It was like, wait a minute, I thought this is, oh no, that was in the thing. Uh, And I'm just about done. I've got 12 issues left until the end of the run. And uh, Mm -hmm. once I'm done with that, I'll watch the finale. But there's another series that came out that's kind of, People on Netflix knows about it, but it's really not getting any kind of attention. It's called uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. This was also a comic book series, uh, completely original characters. Warren Ellis, I think, did it. I forget now. Um, the comic was just okay. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. The TV show is really good. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that they're taking... It's almost has a Watchmen vibe to it, if you will. Um, yeah. You know... They keep the first entire season is modern, and then they go back in time and show them how these people got their powers. And quite honestly, when they go back to the twenties, because in the thirties, because this is when this happens, right, right at the beginning of the Great Depression and Wall Street crash and all that. Um, that's actually maybe more interesting than the current stuff. With yeah. and Jupiter's legacy, legacy refers to his children, and um, you know they these people are over a hundred years old, and they don't look at they're aging, but they're just not aging as fast. Um, yeah. It's just so well done. The writing is just really well done. The actors take this completely seriously. Um, you know, there's no overacting. There, there. You can sometimes see these shows that you can see that they're doing a performance, but they know it's a superhero show, so they're you're not going to yeah. get the Robert De Niro performance. They're not doing that on this show. They're doing a really good job, and Ooh. it's it's been very. The first season is very good. Um, so I, I want so more I, of it. Yeah, I I uh, I am aware of it. I've seen the uh, the the headlines on Netflix for it. And I've heard a couple of good things about it. I know that Leanne started to watch it and said it was terrible from the first episode. So yeah, it's not a um, woman's thing at all. I yeah, can understand why I she wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't like one division. She didn't like, um, there's, there's other things she's seen that, that we like that she's, she's not particular thing. I'm not sometimes when she says it's terrible, I, th- I think to myself, oh, I must check it out. <laughs> not, not any, uh, any shake on her. It's just that I know. Well, no, if my wife says, I, her, you know, if, if, if I would have to have a living in an alternate universe where I got home one day and my wife's like, I started watching WandaVision on Netflix. <laughs> what? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah, that's uh, here's the thing about WandaVision. We enjoyed it at the time, but I'm not sure it's going to hold up. I don't you know. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think yeah. it's going to hold up as good as Falcon winter soldier. Um, yeah. 
but even that doesn't hold up very good. There were some big problems with that show. Yeah. But that being said, I'd have less than zero incentive to go back and watch it again. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, it's it's like you won't want you won't want to go back and see. You're glad you saw it at the time, um, especially as you know when they're doled out week by week, which I think is a smart move. But yes, there's there's no way you go back and watch it again. It, no. it kind of it, all the secrets are, are are out. All the you know it lets everything out. And and Falcon and Winter Soldier is kind of the same. Really, it's like well, been there, done that. No need to revisit it. It wasn't. Oh, it's just that the bad guy so was so uninspiring and boring. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't well, buy that this young girl is a big threat. But yeah. anyways, we've, uh, well, we've we talked, talked about we talked that. previously yeah. about that. But uh, but it, you know, it's a common Marvel criticism is that their um, their villains sometimes suck. Are Are you <laughs> so, at all watching um, the Bad Batch? I have not watched it yet. No, it's basically a continuation of the Clone Wars. Which yeah, Cole is so excited. He's camping right now. We got to pick him up in about an hour and a half. Um, he wanted to watch the third episode before he went to camp. And I said, well, let's, let's save it for when you get back. And, um, uh, he is also concurrently rewatching the clone wars, mm-hmm. which for a 13 year old to go back and watch seven seasons of the clone wars that he's already seen. I mean, it started when he was like six. So some of that stuff that he yeah. probably doesn't even remember watching the first time. But he gets so excited about it. He'll he'll come up and, and talk about something that just happened in the Clone Wars that I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. But he's so into it. But he won't uh, I, watch yeah. uh, The Bad Batch without me. That's Dad and uh-huh. my time yeah. is what he says. Me and Dad have to watch Clone War, or The Bad Batch Mom explicitly saying, don't bother us for the next 40 yeah. minutes because we're going to be watching the Star Wars thing and you guys just don't get it. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It is definitely a continuation of the clone wars with way less interesting characters. (laughs) So, so my, my position on it really is that because I am slowly working my way through the clone Wars, so I will probably watch the clone wars and then watch the band match. Um, I don't, I don't think it's worthwhile me jumping ahead to that now when, when they get introduced during the, during the show. Julie's phone is making an alarm sound in the other room. Hold on a minute. If I don't stop it, I'm going to hear it for the next hour. Well, you know what that is? That's an alarm to say, go to camp and pick Cole up. My uh, my wife has all of those all the time coming up saying, go and get Charlotte doing this. Go and get Alexander doing that. Um, how we it's managed because to that do came these in things before alarms right and phones, an, I don't know. In an hour and a half, she's supposed to take <laughs> her phone to bed. That's what I just said. What? <laughs> I just said that will be yeah that will be the alarm to tell Julie to go remember to go and pick Cole up. Mm. <laughs> I was just saying. Well, it's not to remember to go same. pick Cole up; it's to wake her up so she we can yeah. go pick him up at ten. Exactly. They're about, but they're camping at about. It's only about fifteen minutes away, if that. So right, okay. I can let her sleep for point, a little bit longer. The point I was just just making as you came back on camera was uh, was uh, basically is like how did we manage you know getting our kids to places before we had all these alarms these individual reminder alarms it, it was like must have been like a complete logistical nightmare it, yeah you know we were late to a lot of places i bet <laughs> and that's a good point actually yeah and there's quite so, a few things we missed you ever so done here, that let's let's <laughs> wrap done up that with, way you, yeah go ahead go on. no i was gonna say you ever done that where you buy tickets or something and then completely forget to go no <laughs> i've done that it's like two weeks afterwards. It's like, we had a thing. We didn't mm-hmm. go. <laughs> Can we get a refund? Yeah. No. You cannot. Um, let's. I know it's. we're only at like 45 minutes, but uh, I got one more thing to talk about before we can wrap up mm-hmm. here. So for those uninitiated, I uh, sell cars. I sell Toyotas, brand new ones. And I've never mentioned that before. I had I no idea. And it's a crazy time to sell cars because there are not enough cars for how many customers we have. And in fact, I sold two yesterday and one's a locate. We got to find it for them. And the other one's one that we don't even have yet. This it's actually on, it's in shipping. So it'll be here this coming week, but I'm selling cars before they even arrive. That's not new. That happens quite often, but that's like a lot of customers right now. Yeah. And you know, um, 
last Saturday. No, so not the one we just had the Saturday before. I sold three cars. They were all in stock. Two of them were RAV4s, uh, hybrids, that we just got in Friday. Those are the only two we had, and I sold both of them. Yeah. We had we had other salesmen trying to fight me to get the keys. I'm like, sorry, my guy's buying it. Well, my guy just wants mm-hmm. to test drive. Sorry. Um, anyways, I get this call Saturday morning. Guy lives in uh, Grand Rapids. And Grand Rapids is about an hour north of us in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for a uh, RAV4 hybrid, specifically an XSE, and that's one of the ones we just got in. And I told him, I said, it, it's going to sell today. You yeah. know, this isn't a salesman trying to make a sale. Right? It's going to sell today. The moment we put that XSE on the lot, it's going to be gone because mm-hmm. there's just hardly any of them out there. So he flies down. Not really. I mean, it took him about an hour. He didn't, he didn't rush. <laughs> I was going to say. He drove down on his Audi and yeah. uh, drove it. And, bu- well, he said he, <laughs> he tells me, well, we're going to go to Battle Creek and we're going to go to Lansing, um, two other Toyota dealerships, because they both have one too. And whoever gets them the best deals, that's what it'll go with. Now is not the time to find the best deal. <laughs> yeah. No one's, no one's marking these cars down. It's MSRP. Yeah. Um, which is great for my commission, by the way, I just got a commission check last week. Good Lord. Mm, Um, it was nice. So it's like, kind of like, kind of like saying, I'm going to go around a few Apple stores and find the best deal, MacBook MacBook pro, uh, and then find the best deal. It's just like, yeah, there are no deals. There are no deals. (laughs) You're just going to get less cars at those other two places because ours are more loaded. So he wants, he's going to trade in his Audi. So we're going to do a plate transfer. So I put, uh, you know, put the whole deal together and I tell him the price out the door. And he's like, that's out the door. And I was like, that's out the door. And he goes, sold. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had so many customers at the time that I had to use an empty office with them. So we're in this empty office as a desk. I mean, we're not just standing there awkwardly. That'd be strange. And <laughs> just, I'm, just I'm, pull, I'm pulling all of his paperwork because it's called a spot. He's buying the car and he's taking it home right then. Right. And so I've got to put all the paperwork together to give to the finance manager mm-hmm. so he can do all the paperwork, right? Yeah. So he gives me his driver's license or his uh, registration for his plate. Mm-hmm. And he's got a custom plate. This is how it ties back into the Geeks Pub. Right. So I look at it and the plate is N space. All right. Yeah. N space R A D D. So. I'm geeky. Mm-hmm. Shocker. So I look at that, and and this couple, it's a, it's a him and his wife is there. They're maybe maybe ten years older than me, but I don't think that they're probably closer to like six or seven years older than I am. So mm-hmm. they're old people like me. <laughs> <laughs> not and not I, normally the ones who who would have you know I'm I'm really cool or, or right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to have my my name on my plate because no. I'm I'm big in the stock market or it, anything it's, like that. It's obviously not their name. Yeah. So, N space R A D D. They've had this plate for a long time, and no one has mm-hmm. ever figured out what it meant. When you see that, do you have any ideas what that would be? Enrad, uh, enrad, enrad. See, a lot of people think it's maybe a business or something. No, well, I, I, I mean, I'm not thinking that, but obviously you give me the clue that it's something geeky. But um, very geeky. No, it's not. It's not jumping to mind. So I look at it. I, I look down. I see, and I say out loud, "Enrad," and I look right at him, and I go, "Enrad," as a question mark. And he's about to say something. I go, "Norenrad, the server surfer." They about fall out <laughs> of their chair. They are blown away. He starts laughing. She's laughing. He says, yeah. "She says." He, no one has ever figured that out. And he goes, I'm not kidding. I've told my wife, and he's pointing, didn't I say this? The first person who figures this out, I'm going to have to buy them a drink because nobody ever figures out. No <laughs> one know, How did you? And they're like, how did you know that? And you just like, like that. that Norman mm-hmm. Rad, the server server? And then I'm like, well, this isn't all I do. I also host a show called Geeks Pub. I've been reading comics since I was like seven. Um, yeah. So... You know, the one time my geekiness and work combine is on a custom license plate that 
I pulled out of the thin air. Just I see Enran. I'm thinking, oh, Nor Enran, the Silver Surfer. And I figured yeah. the reaction would be like, I who is I don't know yeah. what that is because you would never would think expect, these people are geeky. You would, you would expect him to go to go. No, actually, that's the name of my uh, titty bar that I own. Right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were just they were flabbergasted. They were just flabbergasted. And uh, one of the things that I do after I sell a car, I do a lot of follow up. But the first one I usually yeah. send if they if it's a sell for most coke. people. Three lines of coke. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends. Right now, it'd be four because we're not breaking yeah. cars down, so I'm making more money. Obviously, yeah. MSLP yeah. means an extra line. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I I send this text. You know, any questions about the the Rav Four yet? Really appreciate your business. Yeah. You know, my job isn't just to sell you cars to help you over time. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And most people are like, you know, no questions, nothing like that. Yeah. Thanks for your help. And his is the same. And then he sends, I think, something like uh, keep the faith and then a picture of the server surfer, an animated yeah. GIF on this board. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. So I wouldn't be yeah, a bit surprised if he's cool actually story. listening to this show because he uh, wrote down the, the information. The thing about that story is, is that a guy that age knows how to send an animated GIF on a phone. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. It was a cool moment. That's one of the weird yeah. things that will stick with me for many years. And yeah. uh, what won't stick with me is recording this episode because it is over with. We'll be back <laughs> with the Geeks Pub in two weeks. We encourage you to check out our sister show. It's called Tech Fan. We do that every other Friday or every other week. Um, next week's going to be a pretty good show. We're going to be talking about uh, Right to Repair, Craigslist, um, because I, I we don't really mention Craigslist, but it's time. Okay. And Sony writing okay. the ship. I'm putting the note in right and now. We've, and we've got some cool bit. I've got a whole load of new tech that I want to talk about over the next few episodes. Yeah, and, and I've got uh, something and coming so in. so will you have. Yeah. Yeah. Starting Tuesday. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Geeks Pub. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. Or no, sorry, the show at geekspubpodcast.com you can also go to the geekspubpodcast.com or mymac.com and leave a message there and you can find us under the tech fan banner on both facebook and twitter david i'll see you next week see you then